Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome in, everybody, to another edition of the List Podcast brought to you by The Man Salon. Multiple locations in the 605. Check them out online at themansalon.net. If you're an entrepreneur, they got franchise opportunities. You could be the next big man salon owner in whatever market you live in. Check them out at themansalon.net. All right, today on the show, we got my guy Nick Nagel. Now, Nick is a former contributor at ESPN Sioux Falls uh, and also uh, what we will call a marketing aficionado at the CBS affiliate in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, NBA junkie just like myself. Nick, welcome into the most illustrious podcast you're ever going to be on, man. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Pleasure. So you and I both have a great admiration for the man oops, the man behind me over here in the King LeBron James. Now, you and I both over the years have had to defend him against idiots that, yeah. you know, the Michael Jordan-LeBron debate is one thing, but like the idiots that want to put some stupid dudes above him when it comes to the greatest of all time. See, you know, when it comes to LeBron, too, there's a lot of reasons why people don't like him, and a lot of them aren't for basketball. They're not, they're just they don't have anything to do with basketball. So when I start talking to those people, I just block it out. It's like yeah. that has nothing to do with the game. Flopping, I get it here and there. It has nothing to do with the actual play of the game. So, um, yeah, no, love the guy. He's the best player ever. So. Obviously. It's funny that you say that the other reasons. Now, my oldest son, Beckham, is eight. We tried to name him LeBron, as many people know. My wife wouldn't have it. She said, no, we're not naming him LeBron. We ended up naming him Beckham, so I don't know why we couldn't name him LeBron. But yeah. in the neighborhood, he found out, first of all, I told him that. So he's told me when he's 18, he's changing his name to LeBron. Smart kid. But in the neighborhood, man, all these kids, they come over and they argue with me. They know I'm in radio. They're like six, seven, eight, ten. And they want to tell me that Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player of all time. I'm like, dude, you weren't even a a a a thought when Michael Jordan was playing, right? Like you weren't even a fish at the time, right? Like you weren't even anything. And then they start to bring up like Kobe and all these. I'm like, dude, like slow your roll. Okay? See, it's 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 a lot of brainwashing. It's, know, the parents. it's the parents. I hate doing this to you know Michael Jordan. I hate tearing people down to defend. LeBron, but sometimes, you know, it's it has to be done. Michael Jordan is unbelievable. He was player. my favorite player, favorite yes. player growing up. Yes. And you look at the intangibles, you know, the scoring, the, you know, the defense, the all defense, um, you know, six and oh, six and oh is great. But a lot of people out there like to think he only played six years. Uh, believe it or not, he played 15. And before Scottie Pippen got there, was a complete and total loser. Um, you and I have beat or you and I have beat Larry Bird the same amount of times Michael Jordan has. So, um, you know, with all that being aside, I hate, you know, I hate tearing him down so much. He's a but we have to raise him. We have to raise up the king, right? We have to raise up the king. Absolutely. So today's list, there's going to be two of them as always. The second list is going to be our top five favorite South Dakota golf courses that we play. We're going to get to that in a little bit. But the top 10 today involves LeBron. But it involves LeBron's teammates, LeBron James's top 10 teammates of all time. Now, this is super subjective because you could go off of, you know, at the time, how great they were, um, how good their overall careers were, how good they were in their prime, um, if they were Hall of Famers. Now, that's what's great about this, Nick. I didn't give you sort of the criteria for what it had to be for the top 10. I just said, hey, come up with your top 10 teammates. I'm going to be upfront with you. I went with, 
top 10 play like their entire careers, right? Okay. Like that's how I established it. How did you come up with yours? So I did it in kind of the complete opposite. So I did it the way how I liked how they played with LeBron. So awesome. if they gelled with him well, if they, you know, the LeBron guys, you hear that a lot. You know, this guy's a LeBron guy. He's a shooter. He can space the floor. Um, right. he's, he can defend he, on both ends. You know, you know, a lot of these guys, too, um, very good defensively, very good on-ball defenders as well. Um, you know, and I – I kind of went off on my own too, and uh, I have a few honorable mentions in there. And then who I are have... the honorable mentions before we get through ten through yeah. six? So, honorable mention Anderson Vergel. He's an honorable early, mention for me too. Early cab stints there. Um, very nice pick and roll player with him. He didn't extend the floor much. Um, played really hard. I remember, you know, got a lot of boards. Pretty good defender as well. So he's one of my honorable mentions. And another one. It's tough. It's tough to you know, leave him off the list because I really want to put him on there right now, but I think it's too early, is Austin Reeves. Um, oh, wow. I think he's going to make his way up the list here in the next few years. You know, the Lakers obviously got to pay him um, this offseason. But, you know, in terms of gelling with LeBron, and, you know, he likes I high IQ guys as well. He does very well with them. Austin Reeves is a guy where I think he proved it this year. Honestly, he can be the third best player on a championship team. Um, in terms of, you know, everyone's healthy and such, but the ways that he can score, he can spot up, he can create for himself, he can create for others. And, you know, Austin Reeves is going to make his way up the list. And I have one more from LeBron's first stint, and that's Mo Williams. That was actually – He was honorable mention for me too. Yeah. He had – it was uh, 08 to 10, and then he played with yeah. them, I think, 2015, the 26th, the one where they, they came back and won. Yeah. He was on that team yeah. as well. Yeah. So, I mean, he was, I believe, from his first stint in Cleveland – he was the only other all-star with LeBron, uh, you know, technically speaking, all-star. I think he made it one of those, you know, 09, 10 years um, with LeBron. So those are my three honorable mentions. Some of my honorable mentions were Udonis Haslam. Um, yeah. He was an honorable mention guy. Uh, Shane Battier was one that could spread the floor, shoot the three, play the D, three and D guy that I would have put on that list. Um, and, like – you know, you could go – Carlos Boozer was a really good player in the NBA, you know, that you could put on that list with him. Uh, Mario Chalmers, yeah. he didn't make my top ten. But Mario Mario was a good compliment to him with all those big three in Miami that made some big plays when they needed it. So that, those are my honorable mentions. All right, six through ten, who do you got? So number ten, it's a little bit of a homer pick for me um, and South Dakota as a whole. Number ten, I got Mike Miller. Me too! Uh, number yeah. ten on mine! <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. No. And then when I made this list too, I was like, did he have any big moments with LeBron going through? And, you know, you look at Mike Miller, um, go back to the 2012 finals, the closeout game, game five, Mike Miller goes in and makes seven threes, yeah. uh, seven threes there. And um, another game too, game six, 2013, that famous one, the Ray Allen shot um, yep. the 16 in that fourth quarter. But Mike Miller, so that game was really back and forth back and forth, back and forth. And the Spurs went on about an 8-0 run, and they got the lead up to seven. And Mike Miller, with his shoe off, Boom. Hits, hits a three to cut it to four. That was a huge, timely shot. Um, you know, nothing was going right for the Heat in that moment. Mike Miller, you know, came in. He's kind of like – he was kind of like the guy where he wouldn't get many minutes in the regular season. You know, spotty minutes here and there in the regular season. And then, boom, once you get to the playoffs, you got to play him. He's yep. a guy that spread the floor. He's a very smart player. Um, he was a very underrated defender as well. You know, he was he could he could guard two through four um, in that span too. So at ten, I had Mike Miller, uh, Mitchell boy. All right, man, go ahead. Number nine, who do you got? 
Number nine, this might be a little bit of a shock too. Um, it's, he's kind of on that same level of Austin Reeves. I got Alex Caruso. And what? What? <laughs> here's my thought process. LeBron loves high IQ guys. Him and Alex Caruso gel perfect. They so were, much they traded his ass. They they didn't let him go. And that was a big mistake on Rob Blinka's part because uh, don't let me get me started on Russell Westbrook right now. But uh, <laughs> you know, gelling together, high basketball IQ. You know, how many highlights do you see where it's it's a Caruso lot to LeBron? It's a LeBron dump off to the Caruso. Those two were just – they were Batman and Robin when they were – I mean, AD's out, you got to go to Caruso. And in terms of, you know, defensively as well, with that, with Austin Cru- Alex Caruso as well, I mean – All right, all right. All that's right. your list. It's not mine, but that's a terrible pick at nine. Who do you got at eight? I don't think so. See, I don't think so. Uh, number eight, J.R. Smith. Wow. I got J.R. Smith on there as well. Except that moment – except that moment where he thought that – Time was running. That's a big blemish as well. But um, for J.R. Smith, great shooter, great scorer. He could create for himself. You know, the LeBron guys that you like, when LeBron's on the bench, you know, can you create for yourself? Can you get a bucket? And when LeBron's, you know, he plays – when J.R. Smith was playing with him, you know, 26 or 2015 to 2018, in that 2018 year, LeBron had to do everything. Uh, when J.R. Smith would plug in there and you can, I mean, he can shoot the three, he can defend as well. Um, he made some very timely shots as well in 20, 2016 finals. He played great in those finals and I got him at number eight. Seven, who do you got? Seven, I got Zadrunas Olgowskis. Big Z. Big Z. So from LeBron's first stint there, that was his kind of, that was his big guy. And he was a LeBron guy as well. He was kind of one of those first bigs that could kind of stretch the floor. He had a very nice mid-range shot, good touch. He can go inside as well. Very good, very solid defender. And that was LeBron's best teammate in his first seven years in Cleveland. Absolutely, it was. And and he's one of those guys that had his jersey retired uh, yeah. with Cleveland. It was based on that. When they went to the finals the first time, it was, you know, LeBron and then Big Z. And then your next best player, you yeah. could argue, was like Booby Gibson or like, That's I don't know, Ver- Ver- and, yeah, uh, Verish, whoever, whoever it was. But, you yeah. know, I, I thought um, – Big Z was was huge. He actually he was with with Miami there the the yeah. 10, 10 11 season as good just bench locker room guy. LeBron brought him down there and you yeah. know Big Z Big Z Big Z's uh definitely a guy that deserves credit for what he did with LeBron. And I I, I had Big Z like at ten and then I swapped him out for Mike Miller. But yeah, honorable mention for sure for me. Yeah, All right, who you got number number six? Yeah, number six. I got the guy that made probably the biggest shot in LeBron's career, Ray Allen. Oh, oh, really? It's Ray. I thought you were going to say Kyrie made the biggest shot in his career. He's coming. You know, Ray Allen hits that shot in game six. I don't know. I mean, that probably breaks up the Miami team if he doesn't. 5.2 seconds left in the game. The Chris Chris Bosh rebound, the kick out. Make sure his heels were up, knocked it down. All the Spurs fans were celebrating and all the Miami fans were leaving and they were trying to get back into the arena and they wouldn't let him because Ray Allen made that shot. And remember – they brought him down from Boston. Boston yeah. was so pissed that he ended up in Miami and it was sort of the traitor and KG yeah. was pissed. And I mean, it was, it caused freaking Armageddon up there, man. But yeah, yeah, man, it, Ray perfect Allen. LeBron perfect LeBron guy too. I mean, people talk about too. I mean, Ray Allen say LeBron's career. Okay. Back up a little bit, back up about 12 minutes in the fourth quarter in 2016, when LeBron goes out and has 16 points in the fourth quarter of that game to get him back. Um, hits a big three to cut it to three. But Ray Allen, too, he's, I would say, 
best shooter LeBron has played with, definitely. Um, yeah. And you know, he's definitely a Le- LeBron, you know, how well he creates for everyone. Ray Allen was a perfect plug and play for that Miami team and hits the biggest shot, I think in LeBron's career as a team. All right, so this is the List Podcast brought to you by The Man Salon. You can check us out iTunes, Spotify, and right here on YouTube as well. Like, subscribe, do the whole nine yards. Nick Nagel joining me here, former uh, ESPN Sioux Falls contributor, marketing aficionado now at CBS affiliate here in Sioux Falls. Listen, uh, here's my 10 through 6. I got Mike Miller, as I said, yep. at number 10. Perfect compliment. You talked about it, guys, that could shoot three, space the floor. And again, my list, you went with like in the moment, best fit for LeBron. I went with like best players of all time to play with LeBron. Yep. I got Dwight Howard at number nine. Listen, first ballot Hall of Famer, um, mm-hmm. had those MVP seasons in, uh, in, in Orlando, took him to the NBA Finals. By the time LeBron's playing with him in the bubble, it's a totally different Dwight Howard. But if you remember, he was such a great substitute to Anthony Davis when they needed yeah. defense in the bubble. And uh, Dwight Howard, man, is one of the best big men of the last 20 years. And yeah. so I got Dwight Howard at number nine on my list. Absolutely. He got he got absolutely robbed of the top 75 uh, this year. Dwight Howard, people forget, you know, he's kind of, after he left Orlando, he kind of turned into one big meme for everybody. Kind of a guy to just poke fun at. You know, he went to L.A. It Kobe didn't, didn't want him. Harden didn't want him. Yeah. It, but Dwight Orlando, Dwight Howard was something else. Um, he's, it was kind of during that transition, the 2000, you know, 2010 to 2013 range where the big man was kind of changing and Dwight Howard, you could argue was one of the last kind of dominant interior big men, um, on both sides of the ball. I think he won a couple of defensive player of the years, uh, as you said too. And yeah, when LeBron played with him, he was perfect blue guy, perfect blue guy for the bubble, perfect blue guy for that championship team. He gave Jokic absolutely fits in that Western conference finals that they played in the bubble um, gave him fits. And I, that's a, that's a really good pick. Right Could have used him if he was at that level, this last playoff run. All right. So I want, I want to make this very clear. I believe that overall careers, there are seven players that had better overall careers than the guy that I have at number eight. And I'm pointing this out because I'm not a fan of the guy at number eight, but I think he's a really good basketball player, but I do believe seven players, had better NBA careers than who I have at number eight. Kyrie Irving is number eight for me. Okay. So I have seven other teammates of LeBron that had better careers than Kyrie Irving. Now remember Kyrie forced his way out to Boston and now it may be a reunion in Los Angeles, but Kyrie top 10 teammate of all time, talent wise um, teammate wise had, I think because it was in that game clincher to win the finals, that shot from Kyrie is probably a bigger shot than Ray Allen, just slightly. But you could argue either way, and I could probably, if you had a drink in me or two, I'd go either way on that. Yeah. Um, at number seven, I have Kevin Love. Yeah. And so Kevin Love, I think, could be interchangeable anywhere between like five and seven on my list. Yeah. But like people, just like Dwight Howard, people forget about how <laughs> Kevin Love was a 20 and 10 guy. Uh, 25 and 10 guy when he was in Minnesota on God awful teams. And if Ricky Rubio doesn't get hurt that one year, they make the playoffs with a Timberwolves team that wasn't that great. And then goes over and perfect fit. Like he is the epitome of what you want a guy that could and put it on the line and, you know, did it in, in, in so many different fashions with him. I, I would have loved to see Kevin Love end up with LeBron in Los Angeles alongside Anthony Davis. And, and I think that'd have been a great put AD at the five, Kevin Love at the four, uh, you know, just, just getting long in the tooth right now. But I have Kevin Love at number seven. What a great career he's had. Yeah. 
This next one was tough, man, because I kept having him go farther and farther down on my list. Yeah. At number six, I have Chris Bosh. I think it's because of the longevity uh, or the lack thereof of his career. Again, another guy that had great all-star seasons in Toronto before he joined LeBron. It wasn't like he joined LeBron and then got great. Yeah. But the blood clot stuff and everything that was going on with him, we just didn't get to see the full extent of Chris Bosh's career. But if at Chris Bosh at his best, I would probably say he was better than Kevin Love and he was better than Kyrie Irving from an overall standpoint of playing the game of basketball, rebound, score. You know, he, he was good at distributing the basketball too. I have Chris Bosh at number six. All right, man, the List Podcast again here on the Bleed Podcast Network, iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube. That is Nick Nagel. I am Jeff Turn. All right, man, what do you got five through one? Let's hear it. Five through one. So it's a lot of guys that you, you already kind of listed. At number five, I have Kevin Love. Um, okay. And I think it was it was a perfect fit for him and LeBron. You know, remember that was the year LeBron came over from Miami, and it was kind of a choice: do you want to keep Andrew Wiggins um, in 2014, or do you want to go with uh, Kevin Love? That team was ready to win. Now, when LeBron got there, that team was ready. Yeah. Um, and Kevin Love, I one of my favorite things that Kevin Love does was is are his outlet passes. He's the best, the best outlet passer. I mean. You, People say, you know, Wes Unseld back in the day had the same kind of... Uh, That's who he's named after, by the way. Yep. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, yeah, Kevin Love at number five. He can shoot it. He can spread the floor. Um, yeah, his Minnesota days, too. Um, he was the best player on that Minnesota team for his first, you know, five, six years in the league. And he was putting up 20s, 20s like it was nothing. Yeah. And um, just very tough uh, teammates over there. I mean, what's he got? Alexi Shved. You got Johnny Flynn. You got... All those guys, yeah. Puke, puke. Had absolutely nothing to work with over there. So I got uh, Kevin. Who do, you, who do you got at four? I got Chris Bosch at number four. Uh, like you said, slightly better than Kevin Love. You know, his first few years in Toronto were all all-star seasons. And he was a very, very good player. If and, he would have stayed in Toronto, like, and LeBron didn't make the move to my – they could have built around him and they would have been a top – they were a yeah. top five team in the East. They would have been top yeah. three. They, if you could have got somebody to go there. But just like – the dudes before him, Tracy McGrady, Vince Carter, yeah. Chris Bosh, yeah. you know, they all they all eventually leave. So in this yeah. case, um, that that was sort of unfortunate for Toronto. But yeah, I, I mean, like I said, like my my five through seven, I could have interchanged. Yeah. Um, but yeah, okay. Who do you got at four? Uh, at three, number three, I got Dwayne Wade. Okay, I got three. Dwayne Wade at three, and here's why: okay. we got about two two and a half. Solid Dwayne Wade years in Miami. LeBron did. Once it got to the later half of 2013 and 2014, it wasn't the same Dwayne Wade. And you could argue that those two, those two weren't a perfect fit. Um, you know, right away in 2011, they kind of you know tussled back and forth. Like you took know, him a while that first half of that season. Took him a while until Dwayne Wade kind of took a step back and say, you know, LeBron, this is your team. You know, they have all those highlights, the great lobs and everything. But Dwayne Wade wasn't a great shooter. You can't spot up Dwayne Wade on the three point line and, you know, get him a shot, you know, but in other terms, he was huge in the 2012, that 2012, 2013 playoff run. Um, in 2011, he was the best and, player. And, and, and the problem with that was that Dwayne played with such a reckless abandonness. Like yeah. I still think you could argue maybe one of the finals for Jordan, but Dwayne Wade with Shaq in the finals where they ended up beating the Dallas Mavericks is probably the greatest finals performance that we've ever seen. Yeah. And so if you would have, if, if LeBron and D Wade would have played with each other, oh five, oh six, oh seven, oh maybe that I can understand why, you know, yeah. the way you have your criteria of how they fit at the moment, I can understand yeah. why he's at number three. I, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Who do you, dude? I'm looking at my list and I don't know how you, 
How do you have two more to go? Who do you have yeah. at two? Number two, I got Kyrie Irving. Okay, that's um, right. You didn't have Kyrie Irving. Okay, I'll yeah. I know who number one is, but go ahead. Yeah. Who do you got? Two, tell, I got tell, Kyrie Irving. In terms of fit, Kyrie, LeBron was really the only guy to make it work with Kyrie. And, you know, he, he's such a talent. You know, you can say what you want about him on all his, you know, off the floor stuff. People always, you know, he gets a very bad rap. But in terms of talent, he matches up with any point guard in the league. Yep. You go down, even Steph Curry, you go look at their head-to-head matchups and you go watch the 2016 finals and make a tally of who outplayed the other, Kyrie Irving would come on top of every head-to-head matchup that they've had. So when he's healthy and he's got his mind right and everything, you can match him up against any point guard in the league in terms of talent, in terms of you know creating for himself, creating for others. He, With the basketball on his hand, he is arguably the most talented guy in terms of basketball. In terms of you know ball handling and everything, he his talent is off the charts, and he's probably the most talented player LeBron has played with. All right, who do you got at number one? Number one, this is Anthony Davis. You know, I got AD at number one, and he's frustrated. It frustrates the hell out of me when you know he's never healthy, um, can't seem to get a full season out of him. But when they did, 2019, the first year they came, um, those were, they were the best duo in the league, and you can still argue that when the, both of them are healthy and clicking that they could they're the best duo in the league i don't know if there's any arguing that and i think anthony davis is also the best defender in the league by far if he puts together a full season in what we saw from him in the playoffs as well you know he was spotty in the playoffs here and there offensively yeah but not defensively but you go out you know you know there's talks about you know maybe looking at trading anthony davis no absolutely not no you know, 34 and 17 games that he has, that doesn't grow on trees. No. And in terms of him gelling with LeBron, that pick and roll, that pick and pop, with how he played in the bubble as well in that first championship, um, you can argue that he was the playoff MVP. And he kind of, you know, LeBron matched up well in the finals and he won finals MVP. But Anthony Davis was right there under him in terms of, you know, both ends of the ball. Anthony Davis, I think, is the best player LeBron's ever played with. All right, man, uh, here's my five through one. Again, mine was the best careers of the individual players that were teammates of LeBron's. Nick's was, in the moment, what they fit like with LeBron. At number five, I got Ray Allen. We talked about it already. Second greatest shooter, I think, of all time behind Steph Curry. I put uh, Reggie Miller, as far as three-point shooting is concerned, number number three. Dude, you are going to love my number four. (laughs) Russell Westbrook, baby! (laughs) Come on, man. From as far as a career... Triple double machine. He was yeah. averaging triple doubles before it became the thing to do. He, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Everywhere he's gone, he's put up good numbers. And yeah. look, it just wasn't a great fit with him in LA with the Lakers. When he went to the Clippers, he's the reason why they had any shot in hell in the playoffs to win any games. Um, listen, I I understand the turnovers. I understand the Russ moments. Like he, he has those. He has like those JaVel McGee moments sometimes later in his career where you're like, what the hell? But like, as far as a career is concerned, I mean, dude, just think for a second. If Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Russell Westbrook could have figured out a way to play together, no yeah. doubt they win multiple championships. It never was going to work. There's there's not six balls on a basketball court, so that was never going to be the case. But those like those years after Kevin Durant left Oklahoma City has gave me such an appreciation for Russ. He was one of my favorite players to watch for a long time in the NBA outside of LeBron. So I got Russ at number four. Your reaction? Well, the funny, funny story about this. So Russell Westbrook, when he left, I tell you, my stress levels went all the way down. I could not, 
I could not watch him play. I could not watch him play with LeBron uh, this year. His basketball IQ, I think, for how great of a player he is, he hasn't played a lick of winning basketball in his career. I don't know if he knows what it means. (laughs) He carried him to the playoffs at the triple-double that year, MVP. Well, okay, yes. In terms of, you know, the whole hasn't done it since Oscar. Russell Westbrook has had a great career. And, you know, he can do whatever he wants on the basketball court, but there's also a reason why he hasn't won a championship. And why he's been on Oklahoma City, he's been in Houston, he's been in Washington, he's been in Los Angeles, he's now with two L.A. teams. I get I understand that part. The biggest thing for this Lakers, what turned him around wasn't because of of D'Lo, Vanderbilt, Beasley, wasn't because of getting those guys in. It was getting Russell Westbrook out. That's what flipped everything. And, oh, gosh, yeah. All right, right. Fair, fair enough, fair enough. I understand. Okay, at number three, I actually have Anthony Davis at number three. and. The story's not completely written yet as far as his career is concerned. But again, I, I think one through three, just like I said, five through seven, I could interchange them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Anthony Davis is a true unicorn. The health is what probably keeps me from putting in again. My list is those that, you know, best careers. At number two, it, he played 53 games with him. And I was so happy that he did. Shaq, Shaq, I got Shaq at number two. Most dominant player of of any generation. And, you know, free throws will hold him back from maybe being as, you know, as great as Kareem or, you know, Will, depending on how you want to debate it. But 53 games, and it was, Shaq was at the end, man. Shaq was just collecting a paycheck and could go out there and give you a few minutes. But I got Shaq, I got Shaq Daddy at number two. I mean, yeah, domination. If you go off my criteria of what great yeah. careers, check in order. And then I got D I got D Wade at number one. Yeah. Um, I, I think I think D Wade is is so amazing. And you know, the career that he had in Miami, winning that championship, greatest finals performance I've ever seen. I, I got D Wade at number one. So uh, there's our list of the top 10 teammates from LeBron James. Go ahead. So uh, I uh did a little thing here too. You want me to want me to know uh Least favorite teammates. Want to hear my top five? Top five least favorite teammates. Okay, go ahead. Guys that absolutely made me pull my hair out. West Westbrook is one. I'll go through five. Five. Okay. To one. okay. Number five, Isaiah Thomas. Oh yeah. So, oh yeah. I, yeah. Didn't play many games with him, but he was supposed to be the big token key in that Kyrie trade. No, and, didn't happen. Yeah. Number five, I got him. Number four might surprise you, Brandon Ingram. So that was his first LeBron's first year in LA and they were trying to force feed Ingram like it was nothing. And I mean, that was Luke Walton trying to develop him and everything. And it just did not go as planned. And he has zero basketball IQ as well. Um, Sorry about these texts. Oh, it's okay. I like it. The dings are sort of perfect, right? Like ding doesn't have any basketball IQ. Ding was a terrible teammate. Ding. All right. Who do you got next? Number two, I got Kyle Kuzma. Could not ding. <laughs> could not stand Kyle Kuzma. Has the worst basketball IQ in the league, by far. He actually does. He doesn't know how to play winning basketball. That's why they shipped him the Wizards go to get his numbers, and you know it looks good on paper. But this guy could not play winning basketball. He doesn't know what the word playmaking means. All right, who we got next? Um. Well, shoot, that was my number two. My number three was Mario Chalmers. We mentioned Mario Chalmers oh, earlier. Oh, I don't know about that one. He did. He, you know, the way he complimented the big three was good for him. But remember but, when LeBron would always yell at him? That was funny, man. That's, that's too. He's just a guy I couldn't stand. 
he'd be right. pouty and he'd be unplayable sometimes. Right. Um, in those number playoffs. one, it, you know, it's number one. Uh, you know, it's Russ. Uh, yeah, it's Russ. I don't really have. To, I already kind of explained. Yeah, it's Russ. He doesn't like Russ. That's that's Nick Nagel. I'm Jeff Turner. This is the List Podcast. All right, let's quickly, man. That that was our top ten LeBron teammates of all time. Get brought to you by the Mansalon final. List of the day. We got our top five favorite South Dakota golf courses that we've played. Um, go five through three, and then we'll go two one. What do you got? At five through three. Well, number five, I got Heart Ranch in Rapid. Never and, played it. Uh, so it's a very nice. You know, there's a lot. I haven't played a ton of Rapid golf courses, and they're all beautiful out there. They are, yeah. Um, Heart Ranch, I got at number five. It's, I mean, it's in the in the you know the hills. The hills. Rocks, yeah. uh, it's hard. You got to make sure you bring like 40 balls with you when you go play because you'll lose them. But uh, I got Heart Ranch at number five. Number four is a homer pick. Central Valley Golf Course in Hartford. That's my fourth pick, too. I got we both we both are from the area. I, I got Central and I like yeah, I like how they keep and your dad was a part of this for a long time, man. Keeping that course really, really nice. Yeah. Um, they yeah. treat it, they treat it so well. The people that play it treat it really well too. I know yeah. it's a great life course now, so you get, it gets played a lot more. And but I, credit Mike Smith, Mike Smith at Central Valley, you know, no disrespect to any other, you know, great life courses in the area. But if you want to go to the best cap, it's always in the greatest shape. And, and that's all due to Mike Smith, who's actually retiring this year. He's been there for 30, yep. 40 years, I think. Yep. And he's retiring this year. So, you know, whoever's next in line is big field shoes to fill. Um, but number four, I got Central Valley. It's the best kept course in the. So I, I say, I know your dad worked at, the, at Elmwood, but like my point is like, you know, people like your dad and others that had played that course for so many years took such great care of it while they yeah. played it. So people like me 20 years later are able to play that course, you and I, and it's still in really good shape. In addition to, like you said, the dude that took care of the course, it just, People that played it before us took care of it. I got that at number four. What do you got at number three? My number three is kind of a mixture of two. Um, the Dakota Golf in Sioux Falls here. Sioux Falls Golf, it, that's a mixture of Elmwood and Prairie Green. Um, I grew up at Elmwood Golf Course. My dad worked there for yep. 20 years. He was a golf pro there. And, you know, I just kind of grew up on that course. And, I, you know, Elmwood, and ter- they have 27 holes there. So, I mean, the East Nine isn't too hard. Uh, but Prairie Green is m- – Kind of a, a cooler golf course, I think, yep. in terms yep. of all the nice houses cool, out there. Nice houses. Shit, out when there. I came back, man, they flipped it the front, the back. Yeah. They flipped it. I was like, I went out to a charity event. I was on the wrong hole. I thought I was on the ninth, uh, on the on the tenth hole. I was on the first hole. So yeah, yeah Prairie Green. What do you got? Okay, I'll do five. So <laughs> people are gonna that live in South Dakota are gonna go. What the hell is turn yeah, smoking right. today? Number five, I got Keen Park. Okay, Keen oh, Park wow. golf. <laughs> so. I grew up on Keene Park. I lived not too far away. I'd ride my bike over there with my golf bag. Uh, you know, seven, what is it? Six of those holes are par three. The yep. first, the eighth, and the ninth were always par fours. I don't know if they changed it. But that's when I grew up playing. Um, I I played it so many times. And I think it made me like golf more because I could shoot lower scores on it. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, it allowed me to, as I grew up, play something that was manageable to hit and not feel like I'm getting my ass kicked. Uh, while I'm playing the game. So I got Key Park at number five. I told you I got Central Valley in Hartford, South Dakota at number four. Shout out to Hartford, the greatest city in South Dakota. Number yeah. three, I got Prairie Green as well. Um, I played high school golf a little bit, but I think I was in eighth grade and I was in a city tournament and, and I played out of my mind there. I think I got third that year in the city tournament, but it was because of my round at Prairie Green. And I've, I don't know if I've ever played the course as well as I did that yeah. day, uh, but just the, another one that was 
always taken care of really well. I didn't get to play the country clubs when I was a kid. The closest thing to it for public courses in our area was Prairie Green. Another Rapid City one, Southern Hills out there. Um, I played that one. I haven't played any other ones out there. But again, the hills and everything's in the background. It's beautiful. Reminded me of a couple of courses I played at in Tennessee where you just had so much scenery. It was gorgeous. And at number one, I have Minnehaha Country Club at number one. I can't, I know I played Westward Ho back in the day. Now it's a Sioux Falls Country Club, but I I worked there for like a summer. I played it a couple of times. I don't remember playing it though. Probably because I was in high school and I don't remember everything from high school, right? Like I was in a little bit of a haze back then, man. There's some partying going on. So I don't remember my days on that golf course. I played mini haha multiple times as an adult, of course, you know, playing the pro-am for the Sanford International. I have it at number one. What do you got at two and one? Number two, I got mini haha. You know, I love playing there. That, that's another course that's, you know, in perfect shape all the time. Uh, out there, really cool holes. There's a reason why uh, there's so many, you know, pro the Sanford Internationals out there. You know, there's a reason yep. for that. And yep. that's because, you know, it's very luxurious over there, too. Um, you know, very nice holes, you know, all around. What's that one hole up top there? Uh, oh, it's, I don't know. I think it is. It's beautiful. Well, it's beautiful when you tee off and, you know, you're coming down there and it's just a beautiful course. And 18 is a nice fun one too. Go ahead. What's number one? Sunday, number one. Sunday. Never, is, I've uh, never got to play it. I never got to play it, man. That's It, it would be number one on my list too, but nobody's invited yeah. me, man. It's, it's kind of in the middle of nowhere and it's tough to get on. I've only played it a couple times, but, you know, you want to talk about luxury. You want to talk about, you know, a pro style course. Um, that's Sutton Bay in South Dakota. And, uh, hey, Sutton Bay, you need to listen to this, be a sponsor, yeah. get me yeah. out there, and I'll talk about you guys all the time, okay? Exactly. Get me to yeah. Sutton Bay, man. I I'm mean, out. damn, I've I've sold 50 million of those packages to go there during the Legends for Kids banquets, and yeah. nobody's taking me. I see Begaman and all these people out there golfing. Get me to Sutton Bay, man. Get me to Sutton Bay, all right? That's a great list, man. I will tell you this. There's one that's in the area that I couldn't put on my list because it's not in South Dakota. The Grand Falls Casino, the Lynx course, and that thing. Talk about being in great condition. My boy yeah. Tim Sheridan used to run that thing, and it was it was immaculate then. I've golfed it a few times since, but that one's in Iowa. I mean, but dude, you hit it in the rough out there, and you think you can go find your ball, and you never can. Man, yeah. that's Nick Nagel. This is the List Podcast, brought to you by our good friends at the Man Salon, iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube. LeBron's top 10 teammates in the top five South Dakota golf courses that are our favorites. That's what we tackled today as another page has turned here on the list podcast. Nick, thanks so much, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's always fun to talk about LeBron.